episode 669, May 23rd, 2023. Mike O'Mara, Radio Entertainment. This is the DLP Agenda. So you have explicit instructions that upon my death, Mm -hmm. my demise, Mm -hmm. you, Katie Push, forever Katie Push to me, the Robinson thing still doesn't stick. (laughs) You take this phone, you snap it in half, Uh, and you throw it in a goddamn swamp. It'll be in the river, don't worry. Thank you. No problem. It's the DLP agenda and another very special episode as we continue to expand the DLP Agenda podcast network from your dork dynasties to the DLP Patreon exclusive episodes, Laughs Count Anywhere, the highly revered, I've gotten messages from people I haven't heard from in a long time about story time with Tommy Sambazo. Oh yeah, he tells a great story. Uh, I got a message today from a one Tony Grasic, aka Larry Poom. He sends me a message. He is a proud Patreon subscriber. He says, heard the last DLP show, never realized what a national fucking treasure Tommy Simbazo is. Fantastic episode on LARPing. Killed it on 98 Rock. Yeah. And now we've finally expanded out into the matriarchy of this yeah, thing. The universe of uh, the DLP universe. Katie joins us for that time of the month with Katie. <laughs> I do think it's funny that it's called that time of the month and it was named by a bunch of white men. A bunch of dudes that don't have <laughs> menstrual cycles. Yeah. But the patriarchy gave the matriarchy the name of this yeah. episode. It's funny. You guys always say like the matriarch of the group. I, I feel I do feel like the the team mom. Like You've the, kept us the alive. orange slices at the game and yeah. popsicles after the game kind of a kind of a mom but, but but usually it's just a narcan inhaler yeah you dial nine one and hover your thumb over the one for a third button press should it be needed i think i've actually is just as much as one of the guys at this point because no one's afraid to say or do or show anything no. when i'm there um even in the group chat like i mean i there's a lot of things i wish you guys wouldn't post in there but it's fine i mean (laughs) at this point so the purpose of this program is that you've agreed to a lot of the dlp agenda patreon stuff it's monthly we're going to be doing like one laughs count anywhere one dork dynasty sometimes two should the situation arise but you quite often on this program (laughs) fair or unfair will take it on the chin oh yeah 90 percent of the time from your husband and the rest of it from the boys your children yeah and we said it's only fair if once a month that time of the month, Katie comes in and yeah. she can finally have her retort, her response to things because it's a three mic show. Occasionally we have you, you know, we yell, Katie! And yeah. then you'll run up, Bring you'll jump beer. on a mic, yeah. but you get to now sit down and yeah. retort. I appreciate it because it doesn't... You deserve it. I, I've earned it. Yes, you have. At this point. I mean, uh, I will say, over. my friends who do listen, uh, my girlfriends who listen, they're always like, I can't believe you, like, let that all be said on a podcast and the truth is it's it happened it started so long ago like i tell joe all the time it's not fair that on 98 rock all the women the significant others have 
fake names yeah. except for me. I'm just. Do you know the origin of that? The the the, the fake name thing. There's Tinkerbell. There's Mudge. Yeah. There's Tangeray. There's Chiquita and all that. That uh, someone a ways back would regularly use their significant other's real name. Yeah. And 99% of the friends of the show, no fans, only friends, pretty normal. But yeah. then you get the occasional fucking handwritten letter lunatic that thinks you're talking to them through the radio. Yeah. And they were convinced they were married to this person. And oh. were trying to track down this person's actual wife to say, you need to stay away from my radio husband. And I, I'm, I'm pretty sure you have an a idea. I do have an idea. Yeah, so it doesn't even... So from that point <laughs> on, we're all like, no, we're going to keep significant others off social. Civilians don't yeah. deserve the blowback yeah. that we get from just the wanton psychopaths over yes. text and social and what have you. But you do get stories told yeah. about you, about Frank, about your mom, about the family, both here, both 98. Yeah. And more often than not, the floor is not yours. And right. now it is. And I appreciate it. I'm I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the, I don't know how often this is going to be. But once a month? Once a month. It's going to be that time of the month? I'll be taking notes. I, I'll be honest. I don't listen to all the... Uh, Robin Joe or sorry the DLP agenda shows um, but now I'm listening more often because now I have to take notes and figure out you know what I need to well sometimes you just listen by virtue of you being downstairs true the or, door is I, open, or editing or... the videos I do a lot more now listen to the shows I actually do listen a lot more now because um, now that my friends listen I want to make oh, sure yeah. I know exactly what's being said um, yeah. Because so. there's been some recent yeah. dust ups. There's been ones in the past. Can you think, because again, this yeah. is your program. Yeah. I think we're going to kind of rotate in and out. Uh, it, one day Rob might do it. One day Eric might do it. But one person that won't is Joe. Yeah, that's he's good. Not, that's one thing. Joe, and I'm sure this will tickle Max Pickle. You're He's not going to get a chance to retort on this because he has 17 other programs on this thing. Yeah. Um, what can you recall in the history of formerly <laughs> Rob and Joe now DLP agenda coming up on our one year anniversary, by the way, oh, of all wow. three of us uh, in about a week or so. I remember I joined the guys after Beach Bash last oh, year. Yeah, that's Beach crazy. Bash next week. What's do up, you, Robbie? Do you know what's next week? What is next week? Joe and Katie's wedding anniversary. Our four year wedding anniversary. Which one of those anniversaries mean more to you? Me joining the show or your wedding anniversary? You know, <laughs> <laughs> depending on what he has planned, it's which probably those, neck and neck. Which one of those will cause you to maybe have sex with him? Um, I, you know, it's the anniversary. You have to have sex with him on the anniversary. Did you think he has anything planned? No. No? I bet he'll you surprise know, he said, you. I funny. bet he'll surprise you. We're going to Ocean City and okay. and we had already had it planned because of that particular weekend. Not, not because of our anniversary, but... My mom asked when we were on vacation last week. She's like, "So, what do you have planned?" He's like, "Oh, we're going to Ocean City." And I'm like, "Well, don't say it like you you planned us going to no, Ocean we were City going for regardless. our anniversary." Yeah, yeah. but uh, this year the theme is um, flowers and fruit. I don't know if you know this, but every year it's a different thing. There's, yeah, isn't there like a stone or a metal? Yeah, every like year the or first year is paper. Yeah, um, so I got him like tickets to something, and the second year is I don't know. It's like uh, linen or something. I don't think that was last year, but. I, we've, methadone we've and potatoes of, we've tried to stick to that because, <laughs> yeah we've tried to stick to the wedding and the themed wedding anniversary because it sort of just keeps it simple like we don't need anything big but it keeps us sticking to my a, theme is anal and licorice <laughs> yeah that's max the, says the fourth year anniversary is hand soap God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, hackman and <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> hackman and chad asked if uh 
Katie would be filling in on Ninety Eight Rock anytime soon. <laughs> you know what? Oh, hey, God. let's see how this July seventh roast goes. Yeah, where there's going to be a roast of Justin Scott and Spiegel, and some of the boys are putting together. Robbie, are you on the chain? I think you are of some of the roast jokes that are being. Yes, played. I, I've Dude, seen some of the roast. Some jokes. of those I've had to have side text conversations with people going. You can't fucking yeah, say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you ever want to set ones you're foot talking about, I in 3800 Hooper Avenue again, you just can't because I'll fucking throw myself off a bridge if you say that about me in front of a few thousand people. But the the, the origin of my question, yes, I would love to have you fill in a 90 Rock one day. Um, <laughs> what I is do love Josh. In, what, what, in the history of this show, 10 plus years mm-hmm. and one as DLP, yeah. what is the angriest Joe has ever made you on this show? Um, so, well, I know some reasons that he, the angriest stories that he's shared on the show. I mean, the recent stuff with the, the vacation, I was pretty angry, but two in particular, I can think of the cutting board incident, which I'm sure many people. (laughs) Oh yeah. Legendary. Legendary. The cutting board incident was really, I was so angry with him. (laughs) As a listener at the time and just friends. Yeah. And that was just when I was a Robin Joe listener. Yeah. The saga of the miniature cutting board was goddamn appointment listening. It's not miniature. It was a cutting board (laughs) and it was very sweet and they weren't even invited to our wedding and they bought us a present. It was very nice. It was, yeah. So there's that. And then, um, it's funny, Preakness just happened this weekend, and it made me think about another time that I was furious with Joe. Um, we were living with Gramps at the time. I this was two Preaknesses ago, and um, things were heated. Yeah, we are. We were already just like stressed. Everything we did was stressful when we came home. We were not comfortable. It was like a very stressful time. And the next door neighbors, really sweet couple, and they were really cool. They would like sit out and drink, and the neighbors were cool. And I was just like, man, we should get to know the neighbors more because give us something to do in this yeah, neighborhood. Like, we're we're stuck upstairs here. with an octogenarian pounding orange smashes. Right, and we're trying to move, but we can't because the market was just absolute shit. And then we're waiting for you know our house to be built. Let's make the best of a rough yeah. situation. And the sweet neighbors next door invited us to a Preakness party. We already had plans during the day, but she was texting me all day like, guys, you should come by when you're done to this Preakness party. Like, we have beer. All the neighbors are Black here. Black-eyed Susans. Fire pit. Goofy fucking hats. Yeah. Like, just come and enjoy yourselves. And it had been a long day. And I just like, when I got home, I didn't really want to go. Yeah. Um, But I was like, you know, I told her we would stop by or whatever. So I told Joe to go next door. Uh, by the way, this, this exact story explains Joe and... And why I get angry with him to a T. If you could see the claws Katie yeah. is making with her hands, just the story that's yeah. forthcoming has got you making literally like Weapon X well, Wolverine claw hands. It's just so bad. So you he, ask him to go to the yeah, party. I say, hey, this is what I say to Joe. I'm going to go let the dog out. Go next door to the party. Send me a text message, thumbs up or thumbs down if I should come. Gotcha. This party's great. Come by. You'll enjoy it. Yeah. Is it worth it for me to come over there? Yeah. It's Thumbs thumbs down. There's two people. Yeah. Which, by the way, anyone who's married or has been with a significant other a long time knows that like knows what this means. Like you let me know if it's something that I want to go to or I should come to for all the different reasons. I'm tired. Maybe. Maybe he'll go over there and be like, you know. There's only a, like a couple girls here and there's with kids and like the guys are really like vibing. So I'll just tell her thumbs down. I'm going to stick over here with the guys. Whatever. I will tell you a story next week when yeah. we do the regular episode and the DLP agenda episode where Mudge and I had to do exactly what you're describing where 
the situation we were in yeah. was fucked 10 ways from Sunday on this tour we took because of someone that I'm going to get into next week that was on this tour with us and we were side texting and we were partnering up. We got to make a plan. Yeah. We got to get out of this thing. Let's work together, get our story straight. We're going to pull the shoot and have a better day because we're trapped in a waking nightmare yeah. with a woman on this tour. So you sort of asked Joe to do the same. Go do recon. Right. Thumbs up. It's cool. Thumbs down. If it's shit. And like, Joe's come up a social with an excuse. butterfly, if, you'll be able to get out bad, of it. If it's bad, be like, hey, listen, like, I think, you know, Katie's calling it a night or whatever, but I'm going to hang out with you guys. Because yeah. Joe could hang out no matter what. Guys, I want to stick around. She's got one humdinger of a yeast infection. Sure. I got to go home. By the way, that, by the way that would have been better. Okay. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That would have been better if he even said that. Okay. So, so I go in. I get Oscar. We didn't even have all of the time. I get Oscar. I have to put him on a leash because the yard is not fenced in. So I okay. put him on a leash and I take him out in the backyard. And the backyard are connected the neighbors who are having the party the only thing separating us is a fence and it's a privacy fence but it's a fence so i can hear everything that's going on well this idiot doesn't know that i can hear everything that's going on and i'm outside like waiting for the dog to pee he's next door i can hear him finger gunning and being like yeah katie told me to send her a a text a thumbs up or thumbs down if this party's any good to come over (laughs) he laid the plan i am 15 feet away listening to him tell everybody that i'm this absolute bitch who doesn't know if it's worth it to come to the party made you the villain oh yeah you can't see them again but he doesn't know that i know that he said it so I start oh, rage texting him. No. <laughs> I'm like, listen here, motherfucker. Don't you ever do that again. I go, I'm in the backyard. I can hear everything you're fucking saying. Now I have to come over because if I don't, I'm an even bigger bitch because they think that item it's not worth it and that you sent me a thumbs down. Don't come to the party. Now I have to come over. And now when I do come over, they're all going to be like, oh, thanks for coming you're to the party. You're screwed coming and going. There's At this point, the door is locked behind you and there's yeah. no saving it. Because like you just said, if you don't go, mega bitch. Yep. If you do go, now they know that you were apprehensive about going in yep. the first place. So you go over. Yeah, I walk over and immediately they're like, oh, so the party's good enough for you to come to? Oh, I'm cringing. I'm like, yeah, uh, I was going to come no matter what. And they were like, it's not what we heard. So tell me he tried to have sex with you that night. Oh, God. I'm there's no way he even tried. He he was like, oh, you're right. I'm sorry. By the way, Joe and maybe Robbie's heard him say this. Joe loves to ask for forgiveness before permission yeah always a- and i think it's my fault because look i'm you know me i'm not yeah. overly confident i'm not a narcissist i'm if anything i'm probably you self-deprecate be more- a little yeah. bit you should I, it, we, we joke all the time but we mean it you have no idea how attractive you well, are that's you very no nice. idea how funny you are and but, you you're not aware of your capabilities but i think i'm a pretty fucking cool wife like oh yeah i think i'm pretty like I'm a control freak. There was freak. a birthday weekend recently that I recall that any other girlfriend, including mine, including others, would have come unglued had they seen what they saw and the way we acted, what we did at the restaurant and what we're doing oh, out know. the window. Anybody else would have lost it and you rolled with it. I think that he takes advantage of the fact that he knows that I will might get angry. I might be cool with it. And if I'm angry, 
it'll just sort of play itself out. Are you almost cool to a fault? Probably. I mean, there's a lot of things I'm not cool about. And like, I I know that. You like like things a certain way. I'm a control freak through and through. And I know that that's not fun to be married to all the time. But I also, I keep shit, I keep the lights on, if that makes sense. Like, I keep shit running. Like, things are planned because of me and they're executed because of me and they're organized because of me and shit is clean because of me oh no we say it all the time you know the the dlp headquarters looks like a fucking show house well but he just i think realizes that and he he always says that if he says it on the show he likes to bring up things on the show because then like i if i'm questioned live i may react softer than if i because you know there's an, a judgmental audience yeah that when you have a private conversation it might get a little more animated. he's not wrong but like, i'm the same way no i mean when i will talk on the air or here it's different than if i get in a real to do with either rob sure. or mudge or my brother or something no it did uh, the microphone and the camera in front of your face changes the delivery it but just i will. but it is as real as the anger anybody real. anybody who's listening who ever questions like was that a real fight or is that real? Did that really happen? Everything really happened. Yeah, nothing's it's jive. Always real. Like I came up and I would have never five years ago walked into this room while you guys were recording yeah. and and did the throat slash and say enough. But I'm like, no, these motherfuckers are going to be done and I'm going to walk into my house and my room yeah. in this room that I set up and I'm going to be like, no, you're done talking about this because I don't want you to be talking Was about this about, right now. And, I, and you could yes. tell me if I can this here. That thing recently? No, well, it was the, the was episode an, where I came in and I was like, enough. Yeah, yeah. there was uh, there was some some nuptial stuff. Sure. Whatever, we'll yes. leave it at that. Yeah, and that is one of the few times, if ever, I've seen you walk in and give the throat slash. Yeah. So if we're doing one of Joe's favorite bits, and I love it, he's, he's such a dear friend. He, he Mount Rushmore's things. Yeah. So you got to have four. So we've got the cutting board, cutting which board, is sweet but small. Your Preakness birthday, party. The Preakness party. Um. The one recently that I just alluded to seemed like the vacation it, one was a was a big one where he told one everybody the, we were poor. With the wealthy friends. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And, is, and, and give me give me one more in recent memory. Um, and we could chew God, on it. There's something. there's a lot. Um, probably you know. Can I ask you about one? Can, sure. That I think I might be responsible for. Sure. How about this? Let's take a break. We come back okay. on the other side. It's the DLP agenda, that time of the month with Katie Push Robinson when we return. Hey, it's Justin from the DLP agenda. And you, the DLP family member, you're a lot like me. It's inevitable. We're going to need some good legal representation because we're probably going to screw up. Excuse me. I didn't know I couldn't build an above ground swimming pool in my neighbor's front yard. You're going to want to talk to our new friends, our title sponsor, Rice, Murtha, and Pesaurus. Go to RiceLawMD.com right now. That's RiceLawMD.com right now. Not only have they recovered over $100 million for their clients, they also eat full meals. I've been to lunch with Randolph Rice. I saw him eat 35 wings in one sitting and not get a speck of sauce on his cheek. He also makes homemade gumbo that I've tried, and it's incredible. Do you want a lawyer that weighs less than 100 pounds that gets a side salad and drinks hot tea? Absolutely not. You want somebody that's six foot two and can dunk a basketball. I'm not sure if Randolph Rice can do the dunk a basketball part, but he is very tall and he has a great smile. You're going to want to go to RiceLawMD.com right now. You're going to hit him up and maybe even contact him ahead of time. Say hi. My name 
name's Miggity Mac, and I am probably going to be accused of betting on children's soccer games. Oopsie-daisy, didn't know that that wasn't allowed. Thank you to our new title sponsor. We're proud to have in our corner the best lawyers in the business, Randolph Rice, the whole team at Rice Martha Pesaurus. Go to RiceLawMD.com the minute you screw up. Which you're gonna. The DLP Agenda. So there was something recently mm-hmm. that happened that I was the catalyst for to where when we were all downstairs recapping the episode yeah. and we told you what happened, you made a face that I ran out the house and got in my car. I didn't see how it ended. I didn't know. <laughs> I don't what remember happened. what you're talking about. I'll okay, okay. <laughs> so there was something involving a handyman where Joe moved on from a handyman to get another handyman. And the way he went about it is that he felt like he had maybe, he had done, he had done private contractor infidelity. He moved on from one guy and got another. And the original guy that he had been using for so long was finally ready to work on this piece of property. And the new guy was there and he was working and the project had been started. And, we were on the show live trying to figure out what to do to soften the blow. Yeah. And I said, and it's fully on me, I said... <laughs> First of all, it's not fully on you. It didn't uh, have to happen. But. <laughs> I said, I said, hey, say while you were gone recently, yeah. your wife decided to hire somebody else to get the job done. <laughs> you didn't know and it caused a stink on your end. It's too late. It's already been done. And that's sort of the, the roundabout gist of it it was he texted the new contractor the old contractor excuse me saying i can't believe it my wife hired this new guy i never wanted her to ah i can't believe this i'm shaking my fist and yeah he he, even said i'm so pissed he's like i'm so pissed he was elated with my solution Mm -hmm. i felt like i fixed it and then Mm -hmm. we go downstairs and he tells you and your eyes get as big as fucking drink (laughs) coasters and i run i know i mean i ran out of the kitchen yeah. and got in my car I, justin I, I so wish that that <laughs> was a surprise to me but if you only knew how often he does stuff like this um but the truth is the yesterday or the day before he looked at his phone and he he noticed that um, that guy, this contractor, yeah. hadn't responded. Mm-hmm. He, or he wrote, okay. He wrote a very brief response. Something like that. Yeah. And and then he was like, oh man, so-and-so hadn't, hasn't responded since then. He's going to be so pissed at me. And then he goes, well, you. So, you know. It, it, Keeping up with the ruse that it was you that hired the new person. But Joe, even like we're more on the cruise, you know, Joe. Which was my idea. So it, I got to yeah, own that. Well, it is funny. I will say, like, I know how to take a joke, so it is funny. I didn't expect him to do it so immediately. I will say that, that when he did fire off the text going, I can't believe my wife hired some yeah. new contractor. I'm so pissed. I'm like, all right, let's see if it works. And he seemed delighted. But then when we told you, and I think even one of us, it might have been Rob, was like, oh, she'll be cool with it. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I was cool with it initially, but as soon as it was done and over with, I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do now? The only thing I could do is out him to... Yeah this guy and I'm not going to do that because it is funny so I'll just kind of let it go but I was pissed because but I'm used to it we were in the Uber on the way to the cruise and my big thing with Joe that I hate and maybe I'm just a bitch but I hate how often (laughs) Joe talks to Uber drivers he's friendly the second he gets in the car he wants to know everything about this driver and then when it gets awkward and you 
I don't know if you guys have been the in a car with a chatty Uber out. driver, but they always lie about their life. Like they come up with this these grand stories. Yeah, about I used to be a t- audio technician for right. Rod Stewart. I played in the NFL and like it's whatever. Like, well, why are you driving a fucking Nissan Stanza? Well, Joe like doesn't just he doesn't just go with it. Like he questions their lies, and then it becomes awkward because we're like sitting there, and I'm like, I need to get out of this car joe's like well what do you mean you couldn't have been in the nfl for those years because you know you would have been playing with so and so and so and so and you said this and and i just want to open the door and roll out you just want to commando roll into soft grass it's like let this guy have his lie he lets me have all of mine let this guy yeah have his stuff so does that 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 causes you now when you get out of the car are you like what are you doing no, he knows it annoys me. I, I tell him all the time. I'm like, I'll even get in and I'll be like, hey, can we just have a quiet ride today? And he's like, oh, I want five stars. Like, and we're different. When we get into Ubers together, this happened in Vegas quite a bit. He would, yeah. he and John Muma would chat up but the Uber fine. drivers. And, and myself and Larry would kind of kick back. And maybe I'd volley a comment. And Larry would just be stoned and laughing. But that's a show, Justin. Like, it is you're kind all of making each other laugh and it's funny. And, yeah. Like, I think it's he's just doing him it. and I. He's not putting on a show for me because then he'll create the Creed song. A Creed song came on. And he was like, oh, this is your favorite song, isn't it, Katie, or whatever? My wife, she loves Creed. She's been to 50 Creed concerts. See, I, blah, think blah. He's, I think he, in a way, he is doing a show. No, I think pi- he's, he he think he's trying knows, to get you to laugh. Justin, he knows he's pissing me off. He <laughs> knows is, he, it's for him. The show is for him. Yeah. So, anyway. Have the, you ever thought about like like fully just leaning into the chaos once to see what it feels like going, you're fucking A right. Scott Stapp can have this ass whenever he needs it. Well, sometimes I'm like, yeah, no, you're right. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even paying attention. I'm just TikToking or something. Tremonti just, can split these tits in two separate directions. I, just leaning in just once or like just now and then just to go, you know what? You want you want to go nuts? You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts, Joe. Yeah. I'm going to be just as awkward as you and give it as good as he no, does and see what happens. Justin, because... Joe will just raise the bar again. Like He's it'll just it. go further and further and further. And I'm just not, I, I don't, I don't want to do it. We're in the, we're in the hot tub. Like, can't he just have a conversation with me? Like yeah. we're in the hot tub and he immediately just turns to everybody to the right and left of him. He likes like, making friends. Yeah. He's a social butterfly. Yeah. Do you wish that energy would just be maybe expended just towards you I, or, you know, Sometimes I don't mind it and I like making conversation with people. I'm just a social. I'm a very social person. I like making friends when we go on vacation, but I don't make it like my number one goal. You have said, and he has said also, Joe Joe admits to this, that it is something that he does immediately upon vacation. You guys will go to the swim up bar, the restaurant, wherever, and he finds friends immediately. And I'm not to just, I'm not, this isn't a bash. Joe, th- I mean, I guess no, that's it is, I guess it is technically program. a bash. Joe it's thing. called that time of the month with I mean, Katie where you get to Joe retort. has taught me how to be a good friend. So yeah. I, I there's He's a lot the of it. There's a lot of it that I appreciate because I didn't really have a lot of friends when I first met Joe. Like I had a couple friends, but nothing like I do now. Yeah, like all the guys that we hang out with. If you would have told me that those are the people that would be my friends, I'd be like, um, that guy who wears the jean vest and all the patches the all over it. Like he would, the, the, the purple The Mandalorian vest. suit guy. Like, no, there's no way I would be friends with that guy. Five years ago. What did I a would, 25-year-old Katie I would take a to... fucking bullet for Tommy Simbazo. Like, oh, yeah. I would, if Tommy tells me he doesn't like someone, I'm immediately done with them. They're dead to me. Hell like, yeah. th- that's the kind of like relationship yeah. I have with, like, you guys. Like, I would fight people for you guys. So... It's, I do appreciate the level at which Joe is a friend because he, he leans into it hard. He's to the bone marrow dedicated to it. Yeah, friend. but sometimes I'm like, hey, like, 
I'm, we, I'm your friend too. <laughs> we don't need to make new ones. We yeah. don't need we don't need to befriend the Lyft yeah. driver or you know the guy playing the, yeah. the bongos at the resort. Now I, I'm going to give you a task, and you can kind of start to quietly sure. think about this in the back of your head. This is how we're going to end future and this episode of that time of the month with okay. Katie. Uh, Do I have to rate your guys' dicks again? No rating dicks, okay. but don't hold on to that because that's going to come up in a second. Um, okay. You have to end the episode with something that you truly do love about Joe. Okay. One facet of this man. Joe's just an idiot. So we can end. Thank you, Rob. Checking in. So we can, <clears throat> always end on a Rob high note. Rob called me candle cunt. I should remember that for next show. <laughs> Jesus Christ, he did. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's perfect you say that. Yeah. So as you start to cue up and think of towards the end of the episode, we're always going to end on an up note. Okay. One thing about Joe that you go, I love this about him. I couldn't live without. Yeah. This is going to be an opportunity over the, the course of the next year or two as we continue to do this. By the way, future episodes of That Time of the Month with Katie will be behind the Patreon paywall. Just five bucks. So if mm-hmm. you're not a member of that yet, it gets you so much. What are some of the things Remove Joe? Yeah. Myself? Yeah. Rob, Eric, Tommy, Sean, or some of the various other accoutrements, Robbie? Yeah. What have we done that have had... A real bee in your bonnet. God. Why am I a 90-year-old man? That have really <laughs> pissed you off. Um, This is hard because truthfully, like, and, and I'm not trying to be cheesy, like, there's really very little, like, there are We can be embarrassing. Cup. You can be embarrassing. I, I really find you guys very funny. I do find you very funny. You can be sometimes, like, in between shows, if they go to, like, Bright Box and we're at, like, the, you know, the Mexican restaurant next yeah. door or whatever, and there was that girl with the you know that was hot and everybody was showing her pictures and saying like horrible things there's sometimes where i'm like you guys take it almost to the point where it's too far it's almost too far like where i where i know like 99 of the girls i hang out with would have walked out by now and i need to remember that i should be reacting that way like the fact that i'm not is because i've sort of been i don't want to say broken desensitized. <laughs> but, you've been desensitized yes, broken's that, a good word. that's kind of my my only thing with you guys i think that you as a whole because of maybe our group i don't know we have much time we spend together yeah i've don't realize what to do as a like a normal female. as a i call it as a civilian like recently yeah. i'll give you a great example a great example of this was yeah. that we had the birthday weekend over at yeah. the, the, the Ocean City place. Yeah. And we're in there. It was the origin of story time with Tommy Simbazo. And all night long, he's telling these amazing stories. And we get some friends in there, Minzer and some other people and yeah. all that. And they are civilians. Yeah. We're, we're sort of the comedy special forces. And they will sometimes hear stuff and will see stuff that a normal, loving, home life, mm-hmm. successful job... No shattered, fucked up childhood memory. Nothing happened in the shed with an uncle. They will hear the things that we will say in some of the spectacles we will create. And you will see the look of horror in their faces. Yeah. And those are people that we actually know. And then sometimes, to your point, we will go and leave a DLP show and go somewhere before, after, or in between. And we'll meet people and hit them with that. Yeah. That in that moment, much like in the car, we're all trying to crack each other up with an Uber driver. We're all trying to make each other laugh. Yeah. But then we don't think of some of the long-term ramifications <laughs> of like, that person's going to go home and go, you need to hear about the group of fucking meth savages yeah. that I met at my favorite, you know, taquerito place 
talking like, about a goat that I needed to see. Yeah. And yeah. talking about. Like, that isn't even on my radar. Like, do you, do you feel like your personality has been sibled? You're almost split? Because you have a group of women that you hang out with and they seem pretty. Well, that's what I was going to bring up. Like, they are so. The, the girls that I am friends with now for the last like 18 months, they're so put together and they're so, but there's so much fun. Like they're fun. Like there's I always thought like there's no way I'm going to find a group of girls that are going to be like cool with me in the way that like the humor that I have. But these girls are really cool. But the truth is, is like I sort of am finding my identity in it because I am in this girl group chat where they'll say things and my initial reaction is to shit on it. To DLP it. Uh, to immediately make fun of it. To immediately cut it down. Like... Yeah. Like... The way we all brutalize each other either in a game of quiplash or over the text. Yeah. Lovingly. Do you, do you feel like you almost have to live to use? I'm, be, I'm... I'm... It's becoming more natural to me, but it was very difficult. Like, I was not used to... It's like Stockholm Syndrome. Did like, any... Or as uh, new friend Dave says, Cockholm Syndrome. Cockholm did, Syndrome. Did, uh, that might be the name of a title. <laughs> that might be the title of the episode. Did Did you ever feel... Did it ever accidentally some DLP humor dribble into that friend group? I mean, I do think sometimes when we're in person, yeah. Like, with texting, I can at least start texting it and be like, whoa, whoa, whoa I can't say that, right? I can go backwards. Yeah. But sometimes we'll be out on, like, the boat on girls' night and someone will say something and I'll be like gay or something like <laughs> you know what i mean and by the way like not everybody's cool with that but yeah and that's actually pretty, pretty toned mellow. down with some of the things that i would normally say like you know there's some words that i would never ever ever say in front of these girls oh my god that I, I can't believe i bought a bad avocado i can't believe you blew your cousin like wait, <laughs> right. whoa, what 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 hold on i'll say this we went on a girls weekend and we played this game it was like a card game where like you pick up a card and it's like have you ever had a one night stand? Yeah. And then you all go around the room and you talk about like, did you, did you not? It's like a never have I yeah. ever. Yeah, or like who would give the best like lap dance or who, yeah. like in this room and everybody would vote. Um, and it was astounding <laughs> what the, I, what their view of me was. Like I, everything like sexual or over the top or Are whatever. Are you the bad girl of that group? I, isn't that insane? Because you're the most refined. And it's like put I'm together. the motherly one in the DLP group, but I am an absolute skank. You're in the, the other crack one. whore of one group, and you're the the queen mother of yeah. another. Yeah, you do live two separate lives, and that's not including what you do professionally. But what I'm you also do with the funny one in the girl group. I yeah. feel not necessarily they're all funny, but I do feel like I am the most sarcastic. I make the most jokes because, truthfully, that's the way that we communicate. With the DLP group, like all we do is sarcasm and jokes yeah. and shit. So it's. Would you ever consider a brunch summit between the two groups where we have a Last Supper style table? God. Robbie. Uh, can I be there for the fuck? Yes, the you Avenger can. The Avengers style. I swear to God, you have the Suicide Squad on one group, mm. you got the Avengers on the other. That's us. And you have to somehow, over bottomless mimosas and a jacked up. Eric Woodworth and a mushroom Tommy Simbazo and five rum and cokes me across from a bunch of women that a few of which might be saving themselves for marriage. Yeah. And a few that might have a pretty nice trust fund or they summer in the Hamptons. Would you ever consider having that Hatfield McCoy blood crip type one off? Would that be nitro I'm, meets glycerin? I'm think, I really want to think about this before I answer because <laughs> no. <laughs> you mean no. like, just like it's, no couldn't do it who is, would be the problem 
Because it's going to be somebody in our group. Now, okay, I'll, actually, I'll ask you too. Who's the problem in our group? And who would be the problem in theirs? Who would be the one in yeah. our group that would cause the problem? Because it could be any one of us. And who would be the one on the other side, on the Real Housewives side, the Southern Charm side, that would be the first to go, oh, no, the fuck you didn't, and stand up at the table? It's the scenario, like, it's that type of scenario that I have a problem with, like a brunch, or, because it's too, it's too real. If they came to a murder mystery, I would have no problem with it. A couple of them have. Yeah. And it's I, a show. It's a show. But I I think that the thing is, is I Eric would concern me the most because Eric would know what's going on. Yeah. And he would, as soon as Eric wants to turn it on, it's it. It's and over. It, the, the, the boy pussy it a you million yeah, times. We'll say right. boy pussy 25 times. And there's one girl in particular who probably would be uncomfortable with. The term boy pussy. The term boy pussy. And then as she got uncomfortable. Tommy would then tag in and right. explain what it was, and a goatsy picture would make its way onto the table. I think that someone my throws up their Kate, eggs Benedict. My girlfriend Kate, who who is engaged to to Joe's new friend Jason Minzer, she would probably be the coolest because I think Jason's pretty aggressive, so she's used to that. She's also been at ground zero for she's some pretty Tommy, heavy shit. Yes, and she's she, she can handle it. She rolled with it real nice. I think the sh- the biggest shock factor would probably be um, Molly and Jamie, the two other girls. Molly's a teacher in inner city schools and has a three year old, and she's just a super sweet person. I was gonna say that sounds like a hardened individual. I mean, inner city schools, three year old. She's basically a do gooder. Like she's okay. She's believes in the good in people. Yeah, like she could go- she could be teacher of the year at like some private academy. And, but, and who was the other? Um, the other is um, Joe's friend Jack, the okay. boat guy. Yeah, his yeah. wife. Jamie, she's um, a realtor. She's she's fucking awesome, um, and she's really cool. But it's just not a scenario she's ever probably ever been put in in her entire life. And she'd be like, I can't even believe these people exist. How are none of these people in prison? Like, why are they dressed yeah. like that? Why why does one of them listen to a band called Goat Whore? Yeah. Uh, why are they going to Havoc in the Harbor, being headlined by Cannibal Corpse and Dying Fetus? Uh, probably also when getting back to the Mexican restaurant, there's a place in Winchester, Virginia, we go to in between <laughs> where we also will sometimes act around food yeah. like children. Yeah. So if we all got together, Eric's taking handfuls of scrambled eggs and putting it up his Tommy ass. Tommy eats shrimp with the shell on. Tommy will crunch on shrimp and then you know, belch up a shell. I will somehow have a sausage link sticking yeah. out of my zipper and pretend to zip my dick off. Um, it's like you know it's funny you know have you ever seen four christmases oh, where yeah. so reese witherspoon you know he doesn't want to bring reese witherspoon to his house because yeah. of who his family is it's kind of like that i'm not embarrassed by you guys no but there's foods on the plate that you don't touch i got my waldorf friends pete and dave i yeah. always bring up i brought pete and dave around some skate friends of mine yeah. and those groups both in waldorf by the way they never touched but there was this big party we had once long time ago it was like 98 and I brought Pete yeah. and Dave over to my skate friend's house because they never would watch me skate. I said, there's a huge luau, someone's birthday, and it was oil and fucking yeah. water. Because some Orange of the way- Orange juice and toothpaste. Pete, it's, yeah, it's, it's gum and bread. Yeah. Where Pete doesn't know how to talk to human beings yeah. at all. He's a shut-in. Pete yeah. quite literally is a shut-in. I remember him, by the way. That's, that is proof that I know what you're saying because it was- He's a, but I also get it. Like, yeah, you, you might get not act I different like around them. Maybe you do act a little bit differently around them. I, 
I think that I've got a good he uses governor some on myself. We won't use. Yeah, I I have a good governor on myself around them, but I can. It's hard for me to admit that I'm being my true self around you guys because then I feel really shitty about. Can I ask you what a that means? philosophical question? Yeah. Who is the real Katie? Um, Where does she lie? I think it's lie? a little in between. I really do think it's a little bit of the in between. I think the girls that I hang out with now are girls that I always wish that I had, like the type of friends I wish I had all along, like yeah. girlfriends, like real girlfriends that like we talk about girlfriend stuff that like I could never talk about with you, you guys. You can be feminine. You can be a woman. Yeah, you but can truthfully, be a I will give Rob some props. Rob is, is, Rob is at my house all the time. He's as close to a girlfriend as I have in a lot of ways. Like he likes like interior design and like when I'm building something or doing something or rearranging furniture, like you notice the furniture being rearranged. Yeah. No fucking chance in hell that Joe came back from his trip. He would <laughs> ever fucking notice that I rearranged every piece of furniture in the living in room. In his own home. He, it might take him a three days and he would sit down and be like, did you move the chair? I imagine Joe going to sit down where there is no sofa and he remembers being one and just breaks his coccyx on the floor. Yeah. He just shatters his tailbone because he sat where he wanted a couch to be. And I want to say too, when we were fixing up the house, yeah. Rob would always inquire about like, so what are you going to do here? What are you going to do here? And it would like shock me that somebody was interested. Rob's a little more refined than people give him He really for. is. And He's him well-traveled, and I, We'll talk about basically anything that I don't, that I know Joe has no interest in, a basketball game will be on. Rob and, Rob and Joe and me are sitting there watching the basketball yeah. game. Rob and I are having a conversation about something in particular, and Joe keeps interrupting about the basketball game. And I'm like, hey, listen, <laughs> hey, hey, we're having a conver- adult conversation here. Yeah. Like, enough with the basketball game. So I kind of like that Rob and I can do that, and I have someone that like will actually listen to what I'm saying because I think that one of my biggest criticisms of Joe is He's an absolutely horrible, horrible listener. I have in the past and probably recently been accused of I, instead of listening, I wait to talk. And that's a flaw. Well, it's not even that. It's that if I'm not saying something even remotely intriguing to him, like if it's on a topic of conversation that he wants to have, he'll listen, he'll kind of listen and just sort of give me the, oh, yeah, okay, okay, okay. I do it too sometimes. You do it when you live with somebody. But... You know, I don't want to talk about buttercream for 45 minutes, sure. but I do daily. You do the, the head nod and the uh-huh, 500 yeah. hours of fondant talk this year. But that's something that we've complained about <laughs> on the show, too, where I'll go out with the girlfriend, my girlfriends for four or five hours and I'll yeah. come home and he won't even ask where I've been. What did I do? Like, And so that's been something he's been working on. So I, I think that that's I appreciate and that I that bet, came up on the show because it I became bet Joe something. acknowledges it. And it's one of those he things does. where I, I have a legendary propensity to exaggerate. And I know I do. No. Yeah. And I know I do it. And but I we still, all do. Nah, it's, my, my degree is borderline just lying. And, and I know that I do. And I try to curtail. But it still happens when I get wound up in the moment. Because you want to tell a great story. Yeah. That's the, it's not malicious. No, just, it's never malicious. No. And it's never, and it's never at my, my own benefit. I'm never like, you know, ah, there was 800 people in a 200 seat room. There yeah. was, I crushed and I did kind of tepid or I make. No, we know somebody that does that. Yes, we do. Uh, so I, you know what you are, and, and I've, I've felt like this in the past myself, is a bit of a social chameleon where mm-hmm. I have, I act a certain way around my skate friends, mm-hmm. certain way around my Waldorf friends, certain way around DLP, which yeah. is my primary group of friends. Yeah. And I, I can only imagine you the same. I mean, you're not going to act the same around the DLP guys as you will with your family, as you no. will Hello? with the company, <laughs> as you will with others. Yeah. And then you get people who I'm envious of. 
And those particular people are Tommy, Eric, and to a degree, Sean. Sean's very, very polite. Sean's very, Sean's, Sean's a man a of sweet, wealth. He's Sean's one the of the sweetest, sweetest unsung heroes yeah. of this. And Sean, Sean's one of the more soft-spoken members of the group. Equally as funny as everybody, but he's a little more soft-spoken. But those three guys, and even Rob, I'll, I'll put in this category, but Eric and Tommy especially, any group they're in, they're the exact same they are as the other. Oh, yeah, Joe too. Eric acts like he does with his rugby boys, yeah. as he does with his family, as he does with DLP. Yeah. Tommy acts the exact same way as he does with DLP, the Mandalorian group, the quality yeah. time people, his hentai friends, all that shit. He's, he's very honest and true. And I and I wish I could do that. And you can. I, I I probably can. Yeah. But I sometimes feel the need to acquiesce. You to don't want to change when you're in that group. You don't want to all of a sudden be something different because you've been something all along. So then it wouldn't feel. As some genuine. groups I don't want to have them see the actual. Name. I get it. Yeah. I feel the same way. I mean, one thing about Joe that I love and hate is that he acts exactly the same around everyone. Yeah. No matter what, whether it's my parents, whether it's work, whether it's, and even my new girlfriend was like. It, and now I don't actually believe this to be true, but she's like, you know, well, he never acted my, you know, my, my fiance never acted like that until Joe came around, which is funny, but it's also not true. But she, it's, he's easy to blame because he's, he sort of brings out and I, when he hears this, I hope he doesn't get mad at me saying this. Actually, I don't really care. It's that like, time he of doesn't, the month. He doesn't care when I, what I think. So he doesn't care that he brings out kind of the worst in people. So really meaning do you think Joe looks at it as a, as a level of maybe tough love Joe's legendary in the comedy scene no, no, what for I telling kn- dog shit comics they shouldn't do comedy the way that every other comic wishes they could say it Joe was the grim reaper of the DC Baltimore Virginia comedy scene because he would tell people that no one else myself yeah. included could not muster up the avocados to walk up to them and say you are cancer on the microphone. Yeah. You've been doing this for five years and you're somehow getting worse and you started at a point of suck. He's amazing at that. And I think it comes from him maybe wanting to help or am I, am I trying to find a silver lining here? Where no, I think that I do think it, he is trying to help because he's being honest. Yeah. I think he's honest all the time. And sometimes I wish he wasn't so honest because most people are supposed to have a filter when it comes to honesty like tell the truth or at least don't lie but with him like he will say anything and he's not afraid of what might hurt somebody's feelings and i think that sometimes it that's why he has so many friends like these new guys that he's hanging out with they love it because joe just says whatever the fuck he wants to say and they they're like oh my god you know, we probably have been doing that in secrecy for so long, but now we're out to dinner and Joe's saying whatever the fuck he wants in front of you everybody. You have a hitman on your hands. You yeah. have a verbal assassin. So now they feel like they can do it. And now the girls oh, are like, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. Like it, all of a sudden, you know, because Joe hubby's will la- picking up some Joe traits yeah. and he's coming home. And when I say, what do you think about my new hair? I go, well, you look like a fat hog. You would have never said that. Right. Like, if if Jason Minzer is a dick about something in front of people, most people wouldn't say, oh, my God, I love it when Jason acts like that. Keep acting like that. Like, yeah. Joe, like, will rev him up to keep him going. But, you know, I don't know. I think that I think that Joe is 
the same around everybody. And I find that admirable. It, to it, a fault, maybe he's honest to a fault, but I've always been ad, I've always admired his level too. I wonder he's if it would bother. Yeah, would it bother me more if he was different around everybody? Probably. I kind of like that. I know what I'm going to get all the time. And you I don't, don't have, have to, to wonder. No, you don't have, have to, wonder. to wonder. Joe Robinson is always Joe Robinson. He's Eric's always Eric. Tommy's always Tommy. Very rarely in a bad mood. Like he's. I don't know if I've ever. Seen, I've seen him frustrated. I've oh, he gets mad, angry for sure. But I mean, Robbie knows a, he gets angry. Yeah, but you know, sibling rivalries, what have you. I don't think I've ever seen Joe in a bad mood. I mean, he gets there. He'll, he'll never admit that he is in a bad mood when he is in a bad mood. Like, I've seen it. But it doesn't happen often. What's I'm a bad obviously mood much more. Like for Joe? Because um, I've never seen one. He's stressed and, and very sensitive to like, like if I bring something stressful up when he's stressed, he's like, I, like I'm not dealing with Does that right quiet? now. Does he get quiet? <laughs> no I, you, I mean have you ever been around Joe when he's quiet <laughs> someone as verbose as me a bit loquacious as they'd say when I get in a bad mood I get borderline monosyllabic um, I barely talk I think I, I was just imagining he might be the same but not I don't think he's quiet I think he's just um he doesn't he doesn't want to talk about it what do you think Joe's gonna think of this episode I don't care <laughs> <laughs> and that's the essence of it's that time of the month yeah. with Katie. So we're going to end on what I asked you to start thinking about okay. in the Rolodex of things that you love. And this is how we will end these. So again, it is not just a fucking carpet bombing of our boy, yeah. which occasionally maybe he'll deserve. Maybe I'll deserve. Maybe all the DLP boys oh, will yeah. deserve depending on how we act and the horseshit we say. Give me something about Joe that you're just so enamored with. And I'll even I'll even double down on this okay. first one. Something that other people wouldn't know. I know how kind he is. I know how how yeah. um charitable he is. Yeah. I mean, he's the definition of the shirt off your back type of guy. Yeah. He he will he doesn't just listen to problems. He tries to come up with solutions. Yeah. Joe has a thousand excellent characteristics, but do you think there's one that he doesn't get credit for? Um hmm. He's yeah, so I want to answer. <laughs> <laughs> He's laying big pipe. I think, I think you know our anniversary is next week. Yards so of dick. I wanna, I do want, I want everyone to know that like I really do think that Joe is the best friend. Like I think I married my absolute best friend. Like, and a lot of people say that in kind of a hacky way, I, but yeah, I think you genuinely, I truly, did. truly to my core believe. And anyone who's like spent a lot of time with us probably feel that way. Like. He's my friend first yeah. and maybe almost to a fault. Like I like the reason like when we fight, it's like we fight about what best friends would fight. You about. fight like boys. Yeah. Like it's he is he is an absolute amazing friend. Like I wish I could be half the friend he is to all of the friends that he has. He has so many friends and somehow he never lets them get too far. Yeah, like he's he does like a great job of that. he's like the glue. And anytime he hasn't seen somebody in a long time or talk to somebody in a long time he'll be like i haven't talked to so-and-so in a long time and he picks up his phone and he immediately texts them he does a great job of keeping track of his friend he never lets them get too far away like and he acquires an at least one new one every year so it's i'm just so impressed how he can with how busy he is like just with all of his jobs and like you know me and spending time with me and spending time with the podcast and all of the DLP stuff and family and friends and everything and like my family, he still finds time to make sure that people don't get too far. Like Friday. And it never seems like a burden. 
He always seems no, like he's he wants super to. Gen- he yeah. super genuinely does not. He's marrying our friend Dave Wilkerson yeah. on Saturday, and we probably haven't seen Dave in months and months, but he's like, he never lets them get too far away. He always makes an effort, and he he'll even say to me sometimes when I'm being lazy, I'll be like, I don't feel like going to yeah. this. And he's like, we have to go. You'll feel better when you get there. He's like, no, no, like this is what you do. Gotcha. Like, and and I think that sometimes that's tough love for me to like show me like what being a really good friend is about. So, um, but I also feel like he's my best friend. Like I feel like I am happy that I'm with somebody that like, I truly like because you gotta like this person. The I rest like of him your life. first, and and I think that that's it's it's better that way. Like, like looks will fade. Like in decades from now, sure. you won't look the same way that you do right now. And and Joe is no longer attractive. It hasn't been for a long time. And you <laughs> are Joe is very attractive. <laughs> Joe, okay, Joe's, Joe's handsome. But I'm saying that you have to eventually just rely on pure personality sure and pure friendship i mean at some point you guys will stop being intimate 90 year olds are not smashing it's not happening so oh, the one on. i mean probably not maybe medicinally you're tricking you someone fool around there's things yeah you can you can diddle that wrinkled pickle but you have to have exactly what you described yeah I which like, is you're gonna be able to like him forever yes. i like spending i actually like spending time yeah with him like Doing nothing or doing something, going to dinner, sitting on the couch. Like, I actually like spending time with them. Yeah. And I think that there are a lot of couples, I know many of them, who don't like being around each other. Oh, I know. Often. Like, sometimes they do. And sometimes it's situational. Maybe kids are involved or whatever. But, like, if you don't like that person, and sometimes I don't like him because I'm upset with him. But no, the no, truth no. is, is like, then I can fall back on the love part when I yeah. don't like him, but I most often like him first. And sometimes that isn't great for a marriage either. Cause I think sometimes I forget that like, okay, like we're also like married and we love each other. We have to do like, we should try to do like romantic things yeah. and sweet things. And, and we don't always do that because I think that we have like a silly life. Like our, we don't have kids. And, and we you have, guys are humorous and we sometimes go out all the time it's hard and to we be have serious fun. when you guys both are very genuinely yeah naturally comedic people right. it's hard to come across everything's like, you know, a joke a harlequin romance novel he's not gonna like you know put tea candles going up the steps with yeah. rose petals and he's on the bed in a loincloth with soothing lilies. right and that wouldn't feel genuine it would be weird it if would you be did weird. that but you just have such a good base where you yeah. like him and you made such a brilliant point now where you said in those moments where you don't like him you still love him i do and we do. love joe and we love you and you've Thanks. killed it Thanks. On the first episode of that time of the month with Katie. You're going to get more of these once a month. I'm sure over the next month, more fuckery will unfold. Oh, no doubt. And the core of the show is to give you a woman, as we say, the Duchess, the Sorceress, the Patriarch, the Queen of the DLP, a chance to come on herself <sighs> and to sort of review the goings on. And a lot of it's going to be you retorting some of Joe's tales. For example, you guys recently just went on a cruise. He's going to tell some stories. You're going to be able to either confirm, deny, agree, disagree, rake him over the coals. On if the he next complains about it, I'm going starting off the next show immediately with bitching about him complaining about this damn trip. Then cue it up because it's a fucking lock he's going to. Oh, I know. This next episode will be probably a vacation complaints. Joy's and complaints and mm-hmm. you will get a chance again towards the end of June 
on another edition of That Time of the Month with Katie. Katie, thank you. Thanks, guys. Mike O'Mara, Radio Entertainment.